This is Certified Financial Planner David Chudik, and welcome to this week's episode of the Weekly Wealth Podcast. If you've listened to any of the previous 120 plus episodes of the podcast, and if you've ever wondered what it might be like to work with me personally as your financial advisor, uh, I have a pretty simple process. Go to my website, www.weeklywealthpodcast.com. Uh, click on the Contact Us button at the top. This will take you to my schedule, and you can schedule a 30-minute appointment either by Zoom or in person if you're local, and we can spend a little bit of time getting to know each other. We can talk about some of the 30,000-foot aspects of your financial situation. We can talk about some of your fears and uh, some of the things that are keeping you up at night. We can talk about if we're good fit and decide if there are any next steps. It really is that simple and there is no charge for this appointment. And I hope that you enjoy this episode. This is the Weekly Wealth Podcast with Certified Financial Planner, David Chudik, where we discuss the wealth building mindsets and tactics that can help you to build and maintain wealth for you, your family, and your business. Okay, well, let's get started with this week's episode. So over the last year or so, you've heard me speaking and mentioning to the business owners in our audience that I can help you to increase the value of what is likely your biggest asset, and that's your business itself. We're going to dive deeper into that subject today and talk about some more things to consider when thinking about your business as an asset. So in addition to helping clients with the traditional financial planning items that one would expect from a certified financial planner, I also offer consulting work to help businesses to maximize the value of their businesses and help with other exit planning decisions. So let's start with the basics. Dictionary.com defines an asset as a single item of ownership having an exchange value. So as a business owner, you have many assets. You have cash, both literal and physical cash, as well as cash equivalents, which might be money markets, CDs, etc. You probably own some securities, which are stocks and bonds, real assets, which can include your primary home, rental properties, and of course, the business owner might own a building or some other real property. And finally, as a business owner, you would own a business and your business is an asset. But here is a life-changing question for you. If you were in the market to buy a business, would you pay a premium price to buy your business? Or would you only pay a discounted price because quite frankly, your business is such a train wreck that you would have to uh, spend a lot of time and effort and energy to fix it up? Or would you not buy the business at all because maybe it would take too much time, make too little money, or it's in a dying industry or has no recurring revenue or any other factors? Just like most assets business owners have, even if they don't know it, they probably have three goals for their asset. And although the timeline for each may not be known or clearly defined, they still do have these goals. So firstly, business owners typically want to, or at least they should want to, minimize risk. Just like you have insurance on your home or you might uh, choose a conservative allocation in your financial portfolio, there are ways to minimize risks in your business. These include, but of course are not limited to, cash flow forecasting or simply using and adhering to to proper accounting and chief financial officer type practices. How many small businesses do you know that do not have a good handle on their cash and their cash flow? How much cash do they have? How much do they owe vendors? How much is forecasted to come in? Another one is having proper legal counsel. 
things like employment agreements, uh, employee handbooks, the ability to have a qualified attorney analyze contracts are crucial. For the businesses out there that are owned by more than one individual, it's pretty important to consider having a buy-sell agreement in place so that when or if one of the owners pass away or becomes disabled, there's a written agreement as to how uh, that will be handled amongst their remaining owners. Right, insurance protections are another ways of protecting the value of a business at the time of a triggering event. If uh, the proper insurance exists, the business will be made whole by the insurance policy. So if you're a business owner, think about what other actions you can take that can help minimize the risks to your business and protect the value of your business. Secondly, business owners want to grow the value of their business. This can be accomplished through a variety of ways, but some of them might include mergers and acquisitions. Are you going to buy uh, other businesses uh, or merge with other businesses? Improving sales and marketing by hiring coaches, consultants, or having in-house experts. Uh, leadership improvement. Again, this can be accomplished in many ways, but when the leader gets better, everybody gets better, and potentially the business becomes more profitable and more valuable. Operational efficiency. The more well-run your business is, the more profitable and more valuable it will become. And really, this is a short list of examples, but if you're a business owner, business leader, what are some other ways that you can grow your business? And here's the last part of the equation. At some point, the business owner will want to cash out. This can be done voluntarily or involuntarily. So by involuntarily, I mean what the mergers and acquisitions world called the three Ds, and those are typically death, disability, and divorce. So the cashing out phase is complicated, and it's really the topic of, uh, of today's podcast. The cashing out phase involves so much, including valuation, due diligence, purchase and sale agreements, uh, and even possible family uh, business transitions. And after the cash out phase, of course, there are many other factors to be dealt with, such as tax planning, wealth management, uh, you know, what should you do with the proceeds of the sale, estate planning, uh, what will the owner do with their time, with their life, and the list goes on and on. So now that we've talked about the three objectives of business owners for their businesses, let's talk about some of the trigger points that might tell you that it's time to cash out of your business. This information comes from the ebook titled Endgame, written by the founder of uh, Value Builder Systems, John Warlaw. And if you'd like a copy of this ebook, go to uh, www.allofmyassets.com slash endgame, and you can have a copy of it. It's a great read, and it gives some very insightful information on when you might want to consider cashing out of your business. So the first scenario is when you are risking financial freedom. If your business has grown to a point where it is a significant portion of your wealth and you don't really have any other assets outside of your business to support your lifestyle, this could be a good time for your end game. Another time might be before you are sick and tired. Nothing can kill the negotiating power of a seller of their business more than being than doing so from the proverbial hospital bed. Also, if your business has certainly gotten stale and you are tired of owning and running it, it could be a good time to consider your exit. So if you're sick, it's a horrible time to sell your business because it takes negotiating power out of your hands. And if you're just tired and stale of running your business, it could be a great time to get out. 
If there's something else you want to do, if you're at the point in your life where you want to focus on anything else and not your business, this is a great time to think about exiting. Whether it be spending time with the grandkids, checking items off of your bucket list, starting another business, or who knows what else. If you just want to do something else, your efforts will be uh, diluted, which can affect the business's profits and values. So this could be a great time to consider exiting the business. And finally, if you're on a winning streak, like anything else, buy low and sell high makes a lot of conceptual sense, but we don't often act that way. Even with our stock market-based investments, we tend to, or at least be tempted to, buy stocks that are performing well and then sell them when they're not. And this, as a general rule, is the opposite of what should actually be done. So logically, if things are growing, the management team is stable, everybody's happy, things are going well, the brand is growing, this could be a great time to exit the business as it is winning and it could command a higher multiple than, of course, it might if the business were on the decline. So if you'd like a digital copy of the Endgame ebook, go to uh, www.allofmyassets.com slash endgame. It would also be a great idea for you to take the Value Builder questionnaire. It takes 12 to 15 minutes and gives you insight on which areas of your business you can improve that will improve the overall value and sellability of your business and also gives you an estimate of your business's value. It's really a pretty cool tool. So that wraps up this short solo episode of the Weekly Wealth Podcast. As always, if there's anything keeping you up at night regarding your business value or any other financial uh, position in your life, uh, send me an email, uh, david at parallelfinancial.com. That's david at parallelfinancial.com. I'm always happy to be a resource and point you in the right direction, and we can decide if there are any next steps to take. So until next episode, I wish everybody a blessed week. The information contained herein, including but not limited to research, market valuations, calculations, estimates, and other material obtained from Parallel Financial and other sources are believed to be reliable. However, Parallel Financial does not warrant its accuracy or completedness. Materials are provided for informational purposes only. It should not be used or construed as an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any security. Past performance is not indicative of future results.